Welcome to the One Year No Beer podcast. Uh, my name is Ruri Fairbairns, just in case you didn't know. And um, I speak on this podcast, but most importantly, super proud of episode series three, um, because we try and go into the science of it and we're, we're giving you much more actionable information this, this series, which is what you've been calling for. Today, I am joined by another One Year No Beer member, a member who has come through our Complete Control program and had a profound change. This is an amazing story of transformation, and I just love, loved, loved doing this um, podcast episode with Tracy. So let's jump into it. Without further ado, please welcome to the OIMB podcast, Tracy. Tracy, so awesome to finally meet you. Great to have you here in my house. Thanks for coming along. Welcome, it's my pleasure. <laughs> you know, Tracy, we've known each other for a while. We've never met, but we've known each other for quite a while. In One Year No Beer, you've been a part of it, you've been around, and um, we've talked about working together over the time. So I'm so excited to have you here and have you on the show and tell people a bit about your story. Would you like to, you know, in your own words, just give us a bit of background into who Tracy is? Yes, of course. Um, well, where do I start? Um, I have been in business uh, since 1989, so yeah, a very long time, and I'm quite good at it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm still working on that. <laughs> You've got a while to catch up. Uh, yeah, uh, it's just time, isn't it? It's, it's time. only time. <laughs> time and experience and a few sort of, you know, major crises yeah. <laughs> makes you stronger. Yeah. Um, like, of course, COVID, like, of course, credit crunch, and, you know, things like that make yeah. you stronger. Um, so well, since 1989, you've been through quite a lot of those cycles. Yeah, yes, yes. And I've had to reinvent the business. I think this is my third iteration um, of the business, you know, with various partners and uh, crises, um, buyouts and reversing back out and, and, and all sorts. So a lot of experience uh, one way or, or another. Um, always in marketing services. Mm. So, you know, I started out selling ads back in the 1980s. Yeah. Um, and that was... And for people, that, just for, for anyone young watching, that's not Facebook ads. No. Right? <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> real, real advertising. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, uh, do you know, <laughs> we didn't have PCs and we didn't have mobile phones in those days. <laughs> so there was no real internet uh, at that point in time. So, yes, I, I've seen a few things uh, happen. Uh, over the time. So, um, yeah, so I've um, been relatively successful in business and uh, and that's been a, a really good consistent part of my life. Mm. Um, I have two grown up boys, so um, aged 32 and 28 now. Uh, so that's quite scary. I'm not sure how that happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and that's been a, another relatively successful part of my life. And <laughs> Relationships has not been my strong suit. Mm. Uh, you know that uh, that's been harder. I've had a, I've had quite a few ups and downs there. Yeah, um, I can't agree with that because Jen might watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, uh, but yes, for me, it, it, it's not been great. And I find myself now at sixty um, and single, which is um, you know a big thing for me actually. But, you know, when I hit sixty last month. Uh, it, it was a big thank you. Yeah, it was a big uh, issue for me. Like, oh mm. my god, I'm 60 and I'm single. I'm very, I'm very health conscious. I very, I love sport. Yeah, you know, I love skiing. I play golf about four times a week. Awesome, um, great. I run every day. Um, I go to the gym. Um, to, to, today, I've got nine holes of golf later, and then a tennis lesson this evening. 
Um, Very nice. So I love. We're in Mallorca, so because yeah. we're in Mallorca, we can. I just love health and fitness um, and extreme sports. I'm quite a big fan of ex- extreme sports. Don't like sitting still. How extreme? Well, um, I mean, I do love to sort of throw myself off a, a black run, Mowgli off piece type, you know, mountain. Brilliant. Thing. Um, I had I learned to fly a helicopter for seventy hours. Wow! So that's quite extreme, I think, <laughs> um, and quite exciting. Obviously, I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Yeah, there's dopamine stuff going on here. I'm reflecting back to the podcast with, um, with, with, oh, what's has gone up in my head. But yeah, dopamine nation and um, the seek and the thrill seek. And even, I bet you drive fast. Do you drive fast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I drive fast. Yes. It's that, it's that need for, need for speed, need for adrenaline. One of my cars is a Porsche 911. Does that tell you? Yes. Can you drive it properly, though? No, no, that's enough. Oh, and I can park. Have you been to the Nürburgring? That's all I want to know. No. Um, very, very cool. Okay, so, um, you know, amazing. Thanks for giving us a bit of background. And, um, you know, the thing about um, being successful in your business is, is it is, an, uh, well, certainly I see is an unbelievable challenge. Um, I think... There's some interesting correlation around, obviously, the mental health of founders, um, but also the mental health required to be a founder. And there's the question mark of, you know, do you have to be a little bit insane to actually really go and set up your business? Do you have to think differently? Is it, you know, that's why there's such a huge propensity of ADHD and bipolar and things like that. I'm not suggesting any of those things for you, but it's just, it's extremely common. Um, And both, I think you need to be slightly unhinged to set up your own business. And to continue doing it, like lots of people try setting up, yeah. but to be successful, you have to go through so much to build a successful business, unless you're extremely lucky and an outlier. Fair? Yes, yes. I, I probably am slightly unhinged, uh, but, I mean, <laughs> but I think we all are uh, in some way. Um, but I mean, I'm just driven, you know, I'm driven to succeed every day. Um, everything I do it is all about uh, achieving a goal. Yeah. Um, and, and I've I don't like it if I don't have a goal for the day. You know, simple things um, like, I, you know, I have to get from A to B in a certain time. And if I don't get in that time, you know, I've, I've failed in some way. I don't like turning around. I hate doing bloody U-turns when I'm lost. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know that well. And I'll go, go back. back. Cannot. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Must forge a new path. Is that a car turning off the motorway? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very. Yeah. Very bad. Have to sort of go a com- round a complete, complete circle. I resonate with that so much. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I mean, you, you have to be, have to be obviously brave. Yeah. You know, I think to 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 keep to keep going, particularly when things aren't going so well. You know, and you think, oh my god. You know, I'm running out of money. Um, do, I, do I stop now before I, you know, before I crash and burn, or do I keep ploughing through? And yeah. obviously, I, you know, for 34 years, I've, I've kept going. You have to have the guts to start again. You know, once you've failed, mm. um, you know, because obviously you're feeling like a failure as well. So, oh my God, can I do this again? And as you get older, you know, uh, that becomes harder. You know, when Completely. you're younger, you've got longer, and you feel a bit more intrepid. Um, but as you get older, it, it gets harder. But um, my last uh, startup was in 2010, so I haven't had to do it for a while. Great, um, great, great, great. Um, yeah, and hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll last until I retire now. So. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> That's my plan anyway. No, good for you. Yeah. Uh, I will, I'm going to also resonate with that. You know, six, this is my sixth uh, business, five, five startups by the time I was 25, serial failpreneur. 
And um, yeah. you know that 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 played havoc with my mental health. Of course, it did. You know, and, and then had a lasting impact of, are you really are you really any good? You know, can you really do this? And all of those things, which are, which are such a huge challenge. And I think you know, obviously, the topic of the podcast and and the business that I run, this all feeds completely into what we use as business owners or typically people use business owners and they're so prevalent in society which is alcohol to deal with all of these things coping mechanisms and um, even building a business being successful I mean it's so entwined we'll get on to that in a second but um, perhaps you know give us a bit of an understanding you know what's your relationship with alcohol been like you know yeah what has your relationship with alcohol been like <laughs> <laughs> well I think uh, starting out in business in the 1980s has probably been a big factor because um, there weren't very many women in, in in proper jobs, you know, back in the 1980s, as in, you know, women tend to be uh, pigeonholed into being bookkeepers, receptionists, secretaries, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So yeah. starting out um, selling ads, actually, uh, in the 1980s, I was the only woman in, in the company that I worked for. and um, Pro yeah. Probably, you know, in most of the competitors um, that, that I was competing against, you know, it was just I'd go to functions and I'd be the only woman. Um, I started playing golf because the, all the guys got to go to all the, you know, the various football, cricket, rugby, golf days, and I was missing out. So I started playing golf. So I was mixing um, with, with guys all the time. So, yeah. you know, it was a bit of a kind of macho thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. you had to join in to uh yeah you had to join in yeah, basically you probably had to power drink to keep up with them power to prove drink, yourself yeah, yeah all of that um, imposter syndrome you yep. know all that sort of stuff so um yeah so there were a lot of networking functions um i mean the culture back in the 80s as well was like you took out a client and you didn't stop until you got ship based yeah exactly can i say ship based yeah okay good <laughs> um so um yeah so that that kind of started that really that binge drinking uh thing with me um and uh you know over the years i've had various kind of challenges with it with you know sometimes it's better sometimes it's worse depending on the kind of environment that i'm in but um i've always i've always suffered badly you know through hangovers through actually getting drunk very quick because i'm only little i'm only five foot one so uh, you know, I actually, I'm, I'm drunk quicker than anybody else, which is, you know, quite embarrassing, obviously. Uh, people remember a lot more than I do than not the next day. Um, and suffer terribly with hangovers. So, I mean, that's been possibly a bit of a saviour for me because yeah. I, you know, I can't drink two days in a row, for yeah. example, because yeah. I'm laid up, you know, for the second, for the second. So grateful for that, Pat, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, I, so I've never been somebody that sits at home and drinks, you know, I've never fortunately you know woke up with a need for, for a drink or anything like that but um but binge drinking yeah you know weekends binge drinking fit all week you know lose weight do all this fantastic activity that i do uh and you know eat cleanly and then put poison in my body you know for, for the weekend uh, and and hate myself uh, when i wake for up three four days yeah afterwards. absolutely depression you know the whole thing so i just Fundamentally, I hate what alcohol does to me. Yeah, yeah. I think that that is, uh, you know, we we're seeing now certainly from the science um, how it, uh, alcohol, from a hangover perspective, you know, um, impacts people differently. 
but also people build up tolerance um, and the tolerance element means that you know you get the people who say well i don't suffer from a hangover and that's a very high tolerance build up level from an individual and usually a sign of pretty heavy drinking or severe drinking and things like that when there's no hangover um, and so that's like one of the warning signs for people is if somebody says to you, yeah, I, I don't get hangovers, it's like, you, you should take a break because if you take a break, you'll start to experience what hangover is and it very, very quickly starts to change again in the brain. But also, you know, talking about, and of course, that's my experience, right? You know, I, I think the oil industry was probably 20 years behind the rest of the world in changing. So when I was an, an oil broker in London, it was full steam ahead, booze fest. You know, it was, I literally was paid to get people smashed to bits in London. And so um, that ingraining and training and identity creating over, what, 13 years, right? This is how I drink. This is how much I drink. This is who I am with drink. You know, all these people like me because I drink more. These associations going on the brain, and we're surprised that it becomes an issue for people later, you know? Or, or it's, so that, all of that stuff is, is the stuff which I think is a challenge to unwind. But what made, so okay, you had the hangovers, um, which you knew were a sign, and I guess a gift for that. Um, when did you first seek out one year no beer and, and, and yeah, what was that like? I don't exactly remember the year, but I'm thinking it was probably something like 16, 17, 2017, Very early. I think so, <laughs> quite early on. Back in the day. Um, and, um, you know, and I did the three month challenge, that was my first go with you, as it were. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I loved right from then what you were what, what you were doing. You know, I did the three months, no problem, as a lot of people can, you know, just stop for three months. Um, I noticed on the Facebook um, post that there was a lot of people that were in a lot worse shape than me, um, which um, kind of encouraged me, I think, you know, to, to, to get a bit more control yeah. over my drinking. Because you were worried. Yeah, maybe, my... yes, maybe, or maybe I was thinking, you know, you're not that bad, you can get control of yes. this. Um, you know, it, it's it's within your reach. Um, and so I, I do believe that since then, my drinking has not been as bad as it was prior to doing the, you know, the three months. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was much better um, at controlling my drink after after the three months. Um, and I, I'm not sure if I've uh, got better or worse, but um, I was following what you were doing, you know, in terms of uh, complete control. Um, and um, you know, I loved I loved the whole idea of that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yeah, this kind of you know sounds like for me. I'd also fitter and fitter. I was on a bit of a mission to be as fit as I possibly could do for my 60th birthday. And there was a trip uh, to skiing um, with my sons uh, for that birthday. So I was on this mission to be as fit as I possibly could. Um, and as I say, I was doing all this fitness and then putting poison in my body. So I was, I was getting to a point where I really wanted to stop the drinking, yeah. you know, totally, you know, mm. finally, you know, uh, and, um, and it came at the right time for me, you know, complete control came at the right time for me. Um, it made a lot of sense. And I, and I did come into it strong and believing that I could stop the drinking or hopefully actually have a better relationship with drink rather than just, you know, having one, two, three, oh, I'm over the edge, yeah. tequila shots, yeah. please. <laughs> um, you know, that I could just go out and have, you know, one or two glasses of wine uh, with a meal um and 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 stop there yeah. and maybe that's only once a week once a month 
um, you know, just develop a better relationship with alcohol. That's really what I wanted to achieve. Okay, so, um, but between having done the 90 days, you were sort of controlling your drinking, it was up and down, was it a little bit more than you wanted? You know, what made you want to come and do complete control? Yeah, I think I, I, think I had uh, more control, but I think it was still up and down. Yeah. Yeah, it would still be up and down. I would still find myself going out and binge drinking and, you know, not remembering the night before, you know, feeling terrible, that whole... Uh, you know, um, beating myself up kind of stuff. So when I saw complete control, um, I mean, obviously I was following you and, uh, you know, trusted you and the program that you would put together. Um, and it, you know, it resonated with me, um, the kind of things that, you know, you were talking about and listening to what other people had, you know, gone through. Um, yeah, it just, it made a lot of sense. My only hesitation really was, I was thinking, well, I could do this myself. I'm feeling strong now. I could possibly do, do this myself. Um, but ultimately, it wasn't just about the drinking for me, actually. It was also about understanding myself a bit more and getting my head straight, you know, getting my head straight because for me, being single at 60 is a big issue, as I mentioned. And I wanted to really understand why I was not being successful, you know, in, in relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a big motivator for me, you know, and, and from listening to, you know, what the program involved, I felt that that was something it could help me with as well. Completely. Notwithstanding the fact that drinking too much is obviously not very attractive uh, to the opposite sex. I mean, obviously people do think they're attractive when they're drinking, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so th th there's a lot in there which is super helpful and, and um, you know really interesting because, like you said, okay, so the alcohol's a little bit, but it was this other stuff that you you wanted to come in and address. And you know, we look at relationships. You know, we're looking at trauma and the past impacts of of the things going on in our head and these patterns that we're running. And it's like, well, hang on, why am I behaving like this way? And where does that come from? So. Okay, great. You decided to join us in complete control. How did you find it? What's it been like? What's the experience been? And any, I guess, I stand out bits for you that have, have, have had an impact? <clears throat> it's really awesome. I mean, what can I say? Um, the beginning of it for me was really fundamental. <clears throat> looking, at, um, looking at personality traits, you know, looking at who I am, um, why I have certain behaviours, sort of deep dive into oneself, also the one-to-one -one coaching, of course, um, and the group sessions. I mean, the whole thing um, is just, it, it's a great programme. Really, what can I say? Well done. Um, Thank you. But, um, yeah, that, that was really intense for me. And quite early on, you know, I, I started to feel better. I started to feel good about understanding myself and understanding some of the mistakes you know that I have made in the past you know with with behavior patterns and and why I behave like that you know the whole trauma coaching as well helped helped with that um and you know started to behave differently and feel differently um as far as the alcohol is concerned it's been a breeze I you know I've not wanted to to drink you know, literally, I've, something switched in my brain very early on. Yeah. Um, and I've not wanted to drink. Um, and I'm not talking about, you know, going 
going out that feeling that you get, okay, I've got this, I've got this for a month or I've got this for three months, you know, but afterwards I'm going to go back to drinking, right? Um, it's, it's not that feeling. It's a feeling of, I don't want to drink. I don't feel the compulsion, even out here in the beautiful sunshine where I'm sitting with friends, particularly after a game of golf, yeah. you know, they're sitting in the sun, friends are sitting there drinking rosé for hours on end yeah. um, while I'm drinking copious amounts of sparkling water. Um, and in the past, I would have definitely cracked, yeah. you know, or at least been sitting there thinking, oh, I really want to drink, I really want to drink. But I haven't. I've been sitting there thinking, you know, this is lovely, sitting in the sun. Um, it's the same experience, whether I'm drinking water or um, I've had quite a few alcohol-free gin and tonics. They're quite good. They're great. You know, people make them in a lovely yeah. glass. It looks I want the, the ceremony. I want, yeah. the, I want to be spoilt yeah. with my drink. Exactly. Don't just serve me a, here's your, no. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I like that. We yes, and, and lots of chamomile tea and decaf coffee as well. That's yeah. kind of um, another one of my, two of my go-tos. Um, yeah, and it's the same experience. Yeah. Just I don't, you know, start feeling anxious after a couple of drinks in, um, you know, don't feel tired and want to go home for a sleep. Mm -hmm. I even I even went to um, uh, play golf um, last weekend, 18 holes of golf, sat there for a couple of hours with my drinking friends, uh, then went home and did a 5K run around the port because I still had energy because mm -hmm. it was six o'clock at night and the sun was out, you know, and I could. Yeah. Whereas historically, I would have gone home for a sleep. Yeah, yeah, amazing. What, what you touched on there is something really important um, that I think people don't understand. I think a lot of people um, are stopping drinking and then they spend their, their life in, okay, so recovery is one word, but they spend, the, they, they spend their life it, you're holding on to that and, and you know needing willpower and strength and there's still this desire. I don't want that for people. Okay, I understand, but I think we can be much better than that. I think we can help people to remove the desire. I think we can help people to remove the associations, change how they perceive it. Um, and I think a lot of that is what we're trying to achieve in complete control. Of course, it's not a miracle pill. It requires work. Uh, it requires bringing yourself to the table and things like that. But there's so many factors put into this program from, you know, the lots of subconscious psychological tools that are used to manipulate you. I'm sorry, there are. <laughs> and things like putting people in a group and putting up leaderboards and putting things in red to let you know that you haven't done them. You know, those are triggering for people. It's like, no, no, I need to do those things. And so it creates this crowd-like behavior, which we know we're putting you into a state of neuroplasticity. We know that you're for we're forcing change. Um, and so you know, getting people focused on their sleep, tracking them from remotely, all of these tools um, are there to take people on that journey so that we're not here to just not drink. We're not here to just abstain. That's not the purpose of here. We're here to change how you perceive alcohol. And we've got to, in order to do that, we've got to change these areas of your life. Um, of course, as you know, a lot of those things don't get revolutionized in eight weeks, right? You know, so an example for you now, like I'm gonna really solve this. I'm sure we've scratched the surface of that during this program and I'm sure you feel there's more work to do there, um, which which you can, which you now have, have more clarity, more energy to be able to really go into and focus on. So yeah, um, I'm kind of surmising in my own words <laughs> what, what you said, but does that all resonate with you? Totally. Um 
I mean, I love the tools. I mean, you know, I found out I was a logistician, which was a bit of a shock, but then not really. Um, it kind of sounds a little bit boring. I'm very kind of steady and process driven and organized and not spontaneous and all these things. And I thought I was a lot more fun. Um, <laughs> but actually, when you when I looked at it, I thought, that is me. Mm. That totally is me, okay. Um, so I love I love the tools. This is not being rude. This is the ring. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I love talking. Got the aura I, ring on there, yes. just for just for just yes. for clarity. Um, We're busy tracking you. How's she doing? Uh, yes, busy, busy. Heart <laughs> rate slightly elevated. <laughs> Everything about my about my tools is saying I'm doing great. You know, and I love that yeah, because exactly. it, it, it's it's confirmation that I'm doing great. Um, it, it's confirmation. You know, the, the, all the fitness that I did. I mean, the first week of the uh, the first beat monitoring um i did um the three days and, and on one day um I, I played golf and had a fairly relaxed day next day i did a mad exercise class and then got migraine in the afternoon um and then the third day i actually was meant to play golf but it got cancelled i ended up going out for lunch for a drink um and the three days were just you know poles apart in terms of the monitoring and yep. i saw firsthand what that day of drinking did. Yep. It wasn't even a day of drinking, to be honest. It was two glasses of Prosecco and a glass of red wine. Yep. It, you know, it was, a, it was a controlled, mindful drink, actually. Um, and But I saw all, all the reds, all the anxiety. Exactly. The sleep was rubbish. Yep. You know, and I thought, well, I really didn't need a tool to tell me this. But now the tool has told me this, yeah. it, it, is, it is confirming what I already knew. Yeah. Um, but it is great to see it, actually. Yeah. Well, you, we, I, think, <clears throat> I think most people see it. They're like, oh, I feel hungover and I'm tired. But we're so ingrained in brushing it under the, under the carpet, like, oh, that's just normal. That, that when you get the awareness and data and you're like, oh, look at that beautiful green and healthiness. And then all of a sudden you're like, red. You're like, wow. And then it kind of... You understand, well, you know, you every time you have even one drink, you're giving yourself the flu and your body is fighting like crazy to 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 get rid of this poison demon. I mean, we don't want to demonize alcohol because that's not what people want to hear. But when you see that in compelling data in your own body, it has a big impact um, psychologically. So, yeah, yeah. Awesome. The tools are awesome. The you know, all, all the tasks and the workbooks. Um, you know, fantastic. Um, it's well thought out. It's very professional, uh, and um, it, you know, and it works. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Um, and so, what's next for you? Um, you're graduating out of complete control now, which is awesome. It's been amazing to have you on the program, um, and um, thanks for coming to support. So, yeah, what's next for you with your relationship with alcohol and going forward? I feel very strong, you know, um, I've got all the right reasons to, you know, to, to stay strong and, and not, you know, crash and burn. I don't, I do feel differently this time. I do feel like I can have control. I may, um, I may do the odd glass of wine just occasionally, you know, with a meal. Um, and I think I can control that. I, I don't think I need to t say forever I'm, you know, I'm going to stop. I feel like I've got that control. I feel like I've got all the tools that I need yeah. um, to, to be able to do that. Um, because, you know, fundamentally, I don't think I was ever a drinker. Mm. You know, I think I was doing it. I was people pleasing. You trained yourself to be one. Yeah, exactly. I was people pleasing in the main, you know, trying to keep up, trying to look good, trying to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I probably was never funny, um, but I thought I was. Uh, and um, uh, but always hated alcohol. Really, you know that, what it did to me. So 
you know, I think that that's the switch that's, that's gone for me and, and therefore I think I will be strong. But um, by the same token, I've kind of loved the comfort blanket that um, complete control is, you know, with the community, with everybody there rooting for you, you know, um, because, you know, the group together helping one another, supporting one another is, is a huge part of it. Isn't it? Yeah. I may want to continue on uh, with something. Absolutely. Um, but, um, but yeah, feeling really, really strong. Brilliant, amazing. Um, and I guess in, in final, like what things in your life are you, will you change? The things you've learned in complete control or any things that you are changing going forward? I'm definitely going to keep on with the monitoring devices. Um, I definitely going to keep on with the uh, meditation. Yeah, great. Um, and just awareness, uh, you know, of myself, I think is, is a big key thing that I have learned, you know, to be aware of what you're doing, to be aware of how you're behaving, to be aware of your triggers it is life changing. And, um, you know, and, and I, do you know, I think I've been, I've become a, a nicer person uh, through the process. Um, and I want to continue being that nicer person. Amazing. Yeah. So more calmness inside. So nicer like that or conscious choice to be nicer or? Um, definitely calmer. Yeah. I'm definitely calmer. I mean, I, as you know, I'm active, I'm, I'm target driven, I'm all of those things. But actually now I'm taking a bit of a step back and going, do I really, really need to stress about these things that I've stressed about in the past? And when I find myself getting, oh, bloody drivers, oh, I don't really need to get there that quickly. <laughs> no one's going to die. You know, so, yeah, karma, definitely. Which And I think in turn makes me more tolerant, exactly. you know. And, you know, my son has said all through this program, you know, how much I've changed for, for the better. You know, and he's been living with me quite, Amazing. you know, quite closely. And um, roots for my mental and, and physical health um, all the time, which is very helpful, obviously, when you've got that kind of person in your life. Totally. Um, but he's seen that change. I love yeah. hearing that. I love hearing that. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, what would you say to somebody thinking about joining Complete Control? I would say don't hesitate. It's, it's, it's a major investment, of course. Um, but, he, you know, you're worth it. it Investing in good mental health, good physical health, um, you can't put a price on that. Um, it, it's time investment, but I was a bit nervous of that mm -hmm. initially. Um, but I found the time easily, you know, because actually working on yourself is, is time well spent. So absolutely, you know, if, if you have even slight issues with, with your drinking, um, but, you know, generally want to feel better about yourself. Um, I think it's a no-brainer. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Very welcome. Thank you. One you know beer and your team and complete control. Awesome.